What's up? I'm Elliot Jackson. And I'm Rob Warner. And we make the bike podcast that you never knew you needed. Yes, that's right. Just Ride is a cycling podcast from Red Bull. We love covering every cycling discipline you can imagine, from people who ride around the world twice on a penny farthing (laughs) to some of the biggest stars you can imagine. To hear more, just search for Just Ride in your favorite podcast app. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. Welcome to Mindset Win Uncut, a version of the podcast where we give you a full-length interview with one athlete with absolutely no interruptions. Today we meet Swedish-American pole vaulter Mondo Duplantis, world and Olympic champion, multiple world record breaker and the man who has his sights set on becoming the greatest pole vaulter in history. In his episode, Mondo talked about how crucial it is to develop a growth mindset, setting goals, praising yourself for effort, not just results, and believing you can get better through hard work and help from others. But there was so much more Mondo had to say that we wanted to bring you his interview in full. My name is Mondo Duplanis. I am a pole vaulter. I guess world record holder and Olympic champion at this point would be probably my best accolades. And uh, I've been pole vaulting since I was about three years old. I started out in my parents' backyard in Lafayette, Louisiana. My mother is born and raised in Sweden, so I grew up dual citizen, half Swedish, would spend my summers in Sweden. And then, you know, when I was around 15 or 16, I decided to compete internationally for Sweden. And so I took that route and, um, you know, now we're here. I you know, live half the time, I would say, in Sweden, other half still in Louisiana, just kind of train in between seasons. My father is my technical coach, and he's coached me ever since I was three years old, all the way until 20 years later in, in the Olympics or whatever competition it may be. And my mother is my physical trainer. So she writes all the training workouts and everything like that. So day-to-day stuff. And then my father is like kind of the on-site, like looking over the technique and stuff when it's actual pole vault time. For me, when I was growing up, my biggest motivation was my my oldest brother. He's a pole vaulter also. <laughs> I always thought that in everything that he did, he just seemed to go about it in the in the right way and he just he he, he just seemed like he always understood like the bigger picture of everything and he always you know, he'd go out there and, and just do the best that he can do and nothing less than that. He just took every day and trained and just really enjoyed and loved and tried to push the limits. It was really motivating to see because, you know, it can teach you a lot of great things just in life in general. I would say my, my oldest brother, especially growing up, molded me to be like the, the man that I am today. I think for me, like sports is, is what really made me a confident person. Growing up as a kid, I was a bit like insecure, just like a normal kid ways you know you go to school and like everybody's judging everybody so much for everything and I think that when I was able to get home and kind of just like dive into pole vault that I always felt like that was just the most me that I can be and I was able to just kind of find myself within that and I was able to just you know be so free and it kind of like helped translate it to other things to where you know now I can consider myself a, a confident guy 
I would say that mental strength has probably been top of my list of the best things that I do. I think when I was younger, I used to be a pretty poor loser. And I think that was good in some ways in the sense of that, like I was never satisfied. You know, if I lost and that was just unacceptable to me. And I think that was good that I was really motivated, but I think I just didn't handle it properly and in like a healthy way, maybe. I think now it's a, I'm a little more like healthy with it. I can cope with losing a lot better. And I, and I know how to like set myself aside from my sport because I, I understand a little bit more now that my life is not only my sport. There's like other things in life that matters, you know, there's like bigger things sometimes that are, that are going on in my life. But I, I couldn't really understand that like two years ago. Cause I felt like pole vault is the, is the only thing that matters. And if I'm not jumping well, then why would I care about anything in life? You know what I mean? But I think now it's like, if I have a bad practice, you know, I'm going to be very bummed out about it because I want myself to always be the best, but I can set myself to the side for a little bit and I'm able to still <laughs> be a decent friend or a decent boyfriend. It's a really fine balance because I think I do dwell on things maybe still a little too much. One challenging thing for me specifically, that's a very new situation to me, is that like just in the past like year and a half, I've become like the number one pole vaulter in the world. These few moments in my career that I've had thus far, it's like, you know, world record moment, Olympic gold, and it's where it's like things don't really necessarily feel real. It's it's just one of these things you're like on such like an adrenaline high that everything's just kind of happening. It's almost like you're just having this out-of-body experience. It's hard to explain, you know, because it's almost like this kind of period of blackout. It's where you don't really get to understand what's going on in the moment. It's kind of one of these things where it takes a little while, honestly, you know, for everything to sink in, for you to comprehend what has all just happened. It's easier to like to reflect on it more than, because in the moment, everything is just so like crazy and like it can get tough because I can, you know, have this a little bit of a big head you know, at times I feel like I've been good, especially this year in it, but maybe a little bit like last year and stuff like that to where like sometimes for me, especially like I'll, I'll have these moments where like you can sit back and you think that, you know, I won the Olympics. I broke the world record a few times. Like I don't, what is there else for me to like change? Now I'm like just coming off the Olympics. The expectations of me, like when I go into competitions is a lot more now, especially because there's more people watching me, more people that care about me more people that support me and stuff like that, which is also great. But it's also like when people expect so much out of you, things cannot be good enough. <laughs> so like if I win a competition, it's always just like, yeah, of course, but he was supposed to win. Or if I do this, like, yeah, of course, like we knew who's going to do that. He's supposed to do that. The problem is usually more like when I'm not there, when I'm just at home and I just, you have the time to just think about everything in your head. Cause that's when I get the most nervous or I have the most like self-doubt. But then I think that like when I can, put myself back in the perspective of like, even if I'm, I'm really, really good at what I do, I am still an athlete and there's always, there's just infinite amount of ways to just get better in every single little aspect of it, especially in what I do. It's so technical, so mental, so physical to where it's like, there's just so many little things that I can improve upon. Just these little centimeters to gain here or there. One thing that I, I consistently do is usually before I'm going to take a, a jump, I usually kind of close my eyes, take a nice deep breath and visualize what I want to happen. And then from there, I just kind of let just roll. And then I just try, try to do what I just visualized. It doesn't always work out exactly like you want it to, but I feel like it works out better more, more than not. I always felt that like 
the best way of learning things is visualization. And when I was younger, especially and growing in the event, and I, I wanted to try new things, do new things, you know, whether it was technical or, you know, whatever it may be, it always felt like just the best ways for me to learn new skills was always just watching other people and what they do and watching, you know, the greats of my events and seeing what made them so good. And it just felt like when I can see what they're doing and kind of just visualize myself trying to replicate, that always just worked out the best for me. I am still like human and it's not always that easy because sometimes you kind of get into your own thoughts and sometimes it's hard to visualize yourself doing something really good because you have those negative thoughts pop up. I, I don't really know the perfect way to stay away from it, but for me, like when it comes to my my jumping or watching other people, I just try to only like watch my good jumps because I don't really have any need for the bad ones and I don't really have any need for the, the negative stuff because my good jumps and my jumps over six meters or whatever it may be, it's like, you know, that's the stuff that I want to replicate and that's the stuff that I want to build upon. So, you know, I'm not going to dwell on things that I don't want to happen. So I'm just going to try to look at the positive side of things. I would say the first world record was one of these things where it's like, and just like the matter of seconds, you're just going from not the world record order to the world record order. <laughs> so it's a life-changing event, especially for me, you know, ever since I was really young, you know, three years old or so jumping in my backyard, I always visualized and I just dreamt of one day being the world record order. I'd watch in so many videos of Renaud Lavalini and Sergey Bubka, the previous world record orders, and just seeing them have these, what seemed to be just unbelievable, you know, world record moments. And I just, yeah, I just kind of visualized myself like having that moment for myself. For me, that, that first world record was pretty, pretty game changer. <laughs> I mean, maybe not like the second it happens, you're just kind of freaking out and, you know, you're just yelling at everything, celebrating. But like when you get to kind of let it all settle in and you get to think back on it and like think about everything that built up to get to that point, you know, you become really grateful and, you know, you really appreciate the journey. I mean, definitely the, out, the outside perception changed a lot of me. The expectations and everything increased by light years. I definitely gain this new level of self-confidence. I guess some people think that like when you break the world record, it's you're going to have this feeling of like, what's next? Because you've already done it. You're the best. You've done something that nobody else has ever done in the world. What's the motivation at that point? But for me, it was almost like I felt this, I, I don't want to say like weight on my shoulders necessarily, because it wasn't something that was like outside. It was also within myself where it was like, I've done this incredible feat. And now I want to prove to myself that like, I am worthy of being the best ever. And I, I wanna show people that this is not a fluke. Like this is what I am, this is what I, I've been doing. So I kinda wanted to build upon that momentum and try to keep pushing the barriers because I felt like this was just the beginning of things. After I broke it the first time, I broke it the second time, like a week later. <laughs> like the first night I was like, you know, I'm on this cloud nine, it was awesome. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, dang, I, I have to do it again, like really soon. It's a little bit easier said than done. I don't do it all the time, but when things go right, then I'm able to do something pretty special, yeah. As far as like my, my headspace before a major competition or like, you know, any competition, I guess, for, for that matter, is like understanding the things that you can't control and just going out there and doing whatever you can do under whatever circumstances the day gives you. I might not even win every day, but I'm going to make sure to leave everything out there on the track. And usually that ends up working out pretty, pretty well for me. I don't really say that in, in like a way of like, I, I think that 
nobody can compete with me. It's always been this competition within myself, especially in what I do, because it's a very individual event. It's literally just me in the bar. That's it. That's the game. I can't control what my, my competitors do. You know, maybe one day I'll go out there and one of my competitors jumps 630 and just like smashes my world record. I don't know. I mean, I can't control that. So like, I'm not going to worry so much about that. I'm just going to go out there and jump as high as I can possibly jump. I feel like it's this competition within myself to where I'm almost more or less fighting against my own personal best. And it's kind of been like that way since I was just starting out. It's a lot of situations that I see, especially with like other athletes where they're chasing other people when everybody's different and everybody has different skill sets. You know, genetics can be weird like that as well. And you can only do what you can do, especially in a sport where you don't do your sport based on what other people are doing. You know, if you're playing like football or something, you actually are playing against the person next to you. You have to make your movements and judgments based on what the person is doing. I think the best thing that I have done the past like years, like I started playing golf <laughs> and I just like picked up another hobby because I haven't had a hobby in such a long time because I was just so focused on pole vaulting. I didn't want to get like hurt or anything. I needed to find a way to clear my head for a few hours or maybe a whole day. And it kind of like felt like get another hobby, and especially on like golf that's very time consuming. And I'm, I'm a lot more calm and more mature too also. I think that's pretty, pretty important. Like growing up, you know, you move out, you do those kind of things and you just get to learn to live on your own and become more responsible for yourself. And I think that kind of all tied in and correlated to me being a little bit more also like experienced and matured on the track as well. I've done a lot more things than the average 22 year old. And I think that just goes into like the experience and practice things. You know, I have to take care of myself. That kind of training and experience makes you mature and you got to figure things out because it's kind of like, you know, you either swim or drown. You just have to, you got to figure it out. Sports teaches you a lot of good lessons. And I think that it definitely teaches you like how important preparation is. And you, you can't really expect anything to go well if you don't prepare for it, no matter what it is, you know, whether it's like, I guess I'm not like really in school right now, if it's like a meeting or anything like that, like just prepare for it and prepare of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and, you know, whatever you're about to do. And that seems to always work out a lot better than if you go in there and just try to wing it. And you know, there's certain situations where, you know, winging it is good in the sense of like, don't overthink things and let things just kind of flow naturally. But there is this kind of balance that you have to find to where like you need to prepare for things and you have to train your body and mind to do the things that you, you want it to do. And then when it happens, you kind of just let it all flow out. It's really important to set goals. And it sounds really simple when I say it, but people go and they do things and they genuinely don't know what they want to accomplish. You don't have to be, you know, the best in the world at something, but if you're going to do something and you want to do it at a high level or the highest level that at least you can do it, then you have to know what you want to do and you have to set goals. They could be little goals, just kind of little check marks to make sure that you, you know, you're in the places that you want to be. It's like, I'm not saying you have to break the record this practice or anything like that, but like you have to have some type of plan or some type of goal or something that you're trying to achieve. I'm kind of like having this like with my sister right now, my younger sister, she's pole vaulting as well. It's like she gets some inspiration, but then at the same time, I think she feels a lot of pressure. Like she thinks that she has to be something that she doesn't necessarily have to be. She thinks that just because she's my little sister and since I just won the Olympics and I break the world record that she thinks like she has to do those little things. 
and I try to explain to her that it's, it's good to want to do those kind of things, but it's not really the only thing, only thing that matters. You have to be realistic with yourself and you have to understand that sometimes it's not the way the chips fall. But, you know, I think it is really good to have big dreams and to try to chase really big things because, you know, if you don't dream big, then there's no way you're going <laughs> to, you're going to reach big dreams. Follow your gut and follow what you really love and what you, what you're passionate about because, you know, if you don't love and you're not passionate about what you're doing, then it's, it's, it's going to be hard to improve yourself and to find yourself like really, really happy in what you're doing. I would like to be the best pole vaulter to ever live because I think it's very possible for me at this point. And that was always something that I really thought was cool as a child. That's kind of like me living out younger myself dream thing like that. But also right now I'm really, really just enjoying like the way that things are going in the sense of like, I get to compete on like the world stage. I get to do what I love and I get to have my parents by my side the whole time, which is really special. I hope that the fire and the, the, the drive that I have now never goes away. And it, and it hasn't at all. Ever since I was three years old, it, it hasn't gone away at all. I, I just hope I can do it for as long as I can and just try to keep pushing barriers. That was Mondo Duplantis. And in Mondo's episode, I lead you in an exercise to help you set goals and break them down into achievable micro goals. If you haven't heard that episode yet, it's available now for you to listen at your leisure. And there are plenty more episodes of Mindset Win waiting for you to check out wherever you get your podcasts. There's interviews with incredible athletes and simple exercises to help you build new techniques towards a winning mental attitude.